With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Welcome to the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by my supporters on Patreon and by B Books, publisher of A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption, which is now available in print, ebook, and audiobook. B Books also publishes climate smart romance novels by Tara L. Roy. Learn more at bbooks.org. You'll also get free climate smart downloads, including tips for weathering drought and flood, and the Farm Emergency Preparedness Plan. When you subscribe to Bee Books newsletter, sign up at beebooks.org. B E E books.org. I'm your host, author, and multimedia artist, Rebecca L. Fraser, and I'm excited to share this episode of the Climate Smart Farming Show podcast with you. So let's dig into it. This episode is sponsored by Kmoot brand Coruscant Wheat. Visit kmoot.com to learn more about Kmoot brand Coruscant Wheat, its history, recipes, nutrition, research, and products available. Chapter 10. No-till for soil health. Rebuilding soil health is one of the most important steps producers can take to protect their operations from the challenges presented by the extreme weather events that climate change exacerbates. Gene Steiner, USDA Supervisory Soil Scientist, Grazing Lands Research Laboratory. Like an intricate puzzle, soil health has so many different pieces it can be challenging to see what they are and how they fit together. One piece in rebuilding soil health is no-till farming. Also known as direct seeding in some circles, no-till farming involves keeping soil relatively undisturbed and protected with residue left over from cover crops. According to Gene Steiner, no-tillage management is a key component in improving the health of the soil. The problems with tilling can be summed up in two words, disturbance and compaction. Disturbing the soil releases carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, which contributes to the rise in global temperature. Soil compaction occurs on the surface whenever a vehicle drives across a field. Plowing and disc harrowing cause compaction lower in the soil profile by smearing the soil at the bottom of the tillage implement. After multiple years of tillage, a thin, dense layer of soil known as a plow pan 
develops that neither roots nor water can penetrate. There are numerous benefits to no-till farming. However, some scientists fear no-till is being promoted as a silver bullet to mitigate climate disruption. In fact, no-till can be misapplied and have no positive climatic effect. Matthew Ryan of Cornell's School of Integrative Plant Sciences warned that in certain soil types and environmental conditions, no-till can actually increase soil nitrous oxide emissions. For example, to offset productivity decreases that can occur with the transition to no-till management, one may be tempted to increase use of nitrogen fertilizer, which is made using large amounts of natural gas. The added nitrogen use cancels out fossil fuel reductions associated with on-farm fuel use. When properly applied, no-till management presents no disadvantages to climate health, according to Jerry Hatfield. Keeping the soil in place and preventing erosion is necessary to offset the more extreme precipitation events, which outweighs other potential detriments. Benefits of no-till for mid- to large-scale growers No-till and the associated maintenance of year-round vegetative soil cover offer many operational benefits. Protection from erosion and soil crusting. Increased infiltration of rainfall. Moderation of soil temperature. Reducing evaporation rate to maintain a moister soil and improved soil structure that allows for more timely agronomic operations. In addition, adoption of no-till mitigates greenhouse gas emissions through reduced fuel usage. No-till also increases water and nutrient holding capacity, increases soil biology, and allows for better nutrient cycling. Financial benefits of no-till management include reduced input costs. It requires less fuel and over time, with an improved soil biology and nutrient cycling, less fertilizer. Reduced labor costs result from fewer field operations and the ability to farm more area with less labor. Stability of crop production increases as untilled soils are more resilient to weather variation. Overall land value also increases as it becomes more efficient in crop production. Is no-till management right for your growing operation? Exploring options with guidance from your local Ag Extension Service or USDA NRCS agent will help you determine whether no-till management is right for you. Issues to consider include crop choice, growing region, and adoption costs. No-tillage management does not work well with all crops. As Tom Aiken, state resource conservationist with NRCS in Massachusetts, explained, no-till is most successful with large seeded crops, which store more energy than smaller seeds. Greater seed energy leads to greater chance of developing into a healthy seedling. Germinating seeds need to emerge from the soil, and seedlings need to develop leaves to capture solar energy. No-till soils can have varying amounts of plant residue that are not hospitable to the survival of small seeds like carrots. 
using pelleted seed, a seed encased in an inert material to provide protection, is one adaptation that may allow growers of small seeded crops to successfully adopt no-till management. Another adaptation using trash whippers move residue away from the seed zone and planting into the narrow area ensures good seed soil contact. Ryan said no-till works well for farmers in warm and dry environments, especially if they do not use irrigation. He said, if no-till is not feasible, farmers should consider conservation or reduced tillage practices, such as strip-till, which can work well even in cooler environments. Yet, some farmers, as far north as Saskatoon, Canada, have succeeded with no-till, according to Idaho State Conservationist Curtis Elke. As with any new farming method, you may experience a steep learning curve. You may require specialized no-till planters, no-till drills, or other equipment designed to make no-till feasible in a larger growing operation. No-till planters differ from conventional planters in two major ways. First, a no-till planter usually has a leading holter or interlocking finger-like row cleaners that cut through plant residue or clean slash move the residue out of the seed row. No-till coulters can usually be added onto conventional planters. Second, no-till planters' heavier implements have down-pressure springs that keep the planting units at a uniform depth relative to the heavy frame of the planter. Most conventional planters travel freely across the soil, with the planting units rising and falling with the microtopography of the soil's surface. Return on investment in no-till may be delayed by a few factors. Purchasing new equipment increases startup costs. If soil is extremely diminished, it may take a few years for the soil biology to recover and respond to no-till. Adopting a new way of management means learning how the system responds to your unique operation. This can take time, and there may be some temporary loss of productivity associated with the learning curve. Changing to no-tillage may also require a change in the nutrient or pest management program. Attending field days, talking to other producers who are succeeding at the systems being considered, and seeking support from Extension and USDA conservation professionals can help you succeed. Organic no-till versus conventional no-till, the climate challenge. If conventional no-till can be effective, can organic no-till be even more effective in lowering atmospheric carbon dioxide? Can yields achieved with organic no-till agriculture match yields achieved with conventional no-till? Organic no-till farming is also known as cover crop-based organic rotational reduced tillage, or CCBRT. Like so many experiments, the early days of CCBRT research were fraught with challenges. Mark Schonbeck of Virginia Biological Farming reported in eExtension.org 
that results were inconsistent, and both weed control and vegetable yields sometimes fell short of then-current standards. Schoenbeck found that planting vegetables through mulch could delay vegetable growth and maturity and promote problems with slugs, cutworms, and crop diseases. The randomly oriented cover crop residues left by mowers, scythes, and other manual cutting tools interfered with mechanical no-till transplanting. Most standard vegetable planters and transplanters do not function well in untilled soil. In recent years, CCBRT has gained positive momentum and researchers throughout the U.S. reported that organic no-till is feasible for vegetable growers. The fact that CCBRT is also beneficial for the climate is a boon for growers and eaters worldwide. A large part of the carbon footprint of conventional systems is the manufacture of the synthetic pesticides and fertilizers, which are absent or very, very limited in organic said University of Wisconsin's Aaron Silva. Synthetic pesticides and fertilizers are derived from fossil fuels. Nitrogen fertilizer releases nitrous oxide into the atmosphere. The same inputs that reduce the need for synthetic nitrogen fertilizer also sequester more carbon from the air and put it back into the soil where it belongs. We don't have any other greenhouse gas data yet, Kathleen DeLatte of Iowa State University reported. But by putting more carbon into the ground, you can help mitigate greenhouse gas emissions. Is CCBRT or organic no-till feasible for your farm? By protecting soil from erosion while increasing both water infiltration and soil moisture holding capacity, organic no-till helps you deal with flooding and drought, thus enabling you to weather at least one symptom of climate change. This past year, we observed greater water infiltration in rolled, crimped cereal rye compared to soil without mulch. This can help the soil absorb water during intensive rainfall events, which have increased over the past 50 years, said Cornell University's Matt Ryan. We observed greater soil moisture late in the summer during a short-term drought period in organic no-till plots compared to plots managed using traditional organic methods. This means crops will have access to more stored water if conditions become dry. Ryan continued, Organic no-till is still in its infancy, and the best results have been with annual crops that have large seed sizes such as soybean and corn. Organic no-till is fairly scale-neutral and can be practiced on large farms. More work is needed to determine how organic no-till might best be implemented on vegetable operations. At Virginia Tech, Ron Morse did copious research on organic no-till vegetable production. Experiments seeding pumpkins into cereal rye produced superior quality pumpkins due to the fact that the fruit was not sitting on bare soil. At University of Wisconsin, results of research with vegetables varied. Silva found CCBRT works best for transplanted vegetables, and she stressed the importance of delivering adequate fertility to the vegetable crops at the appropriate time. 
Specialized transplant equipment may be needed. Silva explained, In some cases, mulch helps with fruit quality and suppresses pathogen spread. In other cases, it may exacerbate it. Strip-till may be a more feasible approach, with the no-till phases being limited to the alleyways. This may lead to easier management of the vegetable crop, including the use of other weed-suppressive mulches. Experiments with corn, soybean, wheat rotations show organic farmers can reduce on-farm fuel use and labor by approximately 25 to 33 percent when transitioning from tillage-based organic crop production to CCBRT production. There is currently no data for reduction in fuel use and labor in organic no-till vegetable operations. Practical Differences Between No-Till and Organic No-Till Inputs Conventional no-till relies on the use of synthetic herbicides to manage weeds and nitrogen fertilizer to boost yields. The critical input in organic no-till is the cover crop, which creates a thick mulch that suppresses weeds during the cash crop production season. As this is the primary input, management of the cover crop is essential. All cover crop management should focus on creating the amount of cover crop biomass required for reliable weed suppression, around 8,000 to 10,000 pounds of dry matter of cover crop per acre. Instead of nitrogen fertilizer, legume cover crops provide nitrogen for crops planted using organic no-till. Tools Planting equipment is similar in both conventional and organic no-till systems. The tools for killing cover crops differ. CCBRT systems use a roller crimper to kill cover crops, which serve as mulch and effectively replace the herbicides commonly used in conventional no-till production. Many different styles of roller crimpers exist, but Silva reported good results with the Rodale-designed model. Front mounting the roller crimper on a three-point hitch and planting in a one-pass operation offers consistent termination of the cover crop and savings of fuel and labor. Silva explained, Emerging cash crop seedlings must be able to penetrate through the mulch, which lends itself to larger seeded crops with more stored energy. Methodology and Timing Planting later in the spring allows cover crops in an organic no-till system to reach the reproductive growth stage so they can be effectively terminated without herbicides. Delatte found the conventional practice called continuous no-till was impractical in dealing with perennial weeds that can build up. She said, We have gone to tilling every third year of the rotation. You will still get the benefits of organic no-till every season you don't till. Direct seeding or drilling directly into the dead cover crop or stubble of previous crop can be done for organic no-till, but is more typical for conventional since growers often plant on 30-inch rows and don't use a drill. Delatte and her colleagues are experimenting with the difference. Return on Investment it's all fun and games until you see a return on your investment. Your economic success will depend on many factors. 
If you already have no-till planting equipment, the only additional cost is for a roller crimper, which can cost approximately $3,500 for a 10-foot unit. At CropRoller.com Returns will depend on the weather each year, but should be greater than returns from traditional management practices in dry land farming in years with either too much or not enough rain. Which system offers the best solution for mitigating global climate disruption? Delatte, Ryan, Silva, and others seem to agree organic no-till, or CCBRT, is the winner. This production method sequesters more carbon and emits fewer greenhouse gases, but Delatte acknowledged organic no-till is a complicated system that may not work every year. We are still tweaking the system, she said. Read more about no-till at articles.extension.org and search for Reducing Tillage to Save Fuel. As you may have picked up in this episode, no-till agriculture is a surprisingly controversial issue. So I tried to present a balanced perspective on it in this podcast, as well as in my book, A Farmer's Guide to Climate Disruption. In today's show, you learned about some of the research surrounding no-till farming practices, but there's more to soil health and atmospheric health than carbon sequestration. Next time, we're stepping away from carbon and looking at nitrogen and the greenhouse gas nitrous oxide. Tune in to learn how you can manage nitrogen for climate resilience and to learn about some of the research occurring in the field. From 36 kernels and legends of discovery in Egyptian tombs, today, Kamut brand Khorasan wheat, an ancient grain guaranteed under the Kamut brand to never be hybridized or genetically modified, always organically grown, prized for its nutrition, ease of digestibility, sweet, nutty, buttery taste, and firm texture, can be found throughout the world in products including breads, pasta, pizza, cereals, snacks, pastries, crackers, beer, green foods, and cereal drinks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Climate Smart Farming Show. Tune in next time to learn more about climate smart farming methods. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.